Ladies and gentlemen. Pacific Town Excel Radio. Hello everyone, I'm James. And I'm Travis. And welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. Our featured guest for this episode is the music collective Lady Jams. Lady Jams are a diverse and eclectic group with influences ranging from hip-hop to funk and from jazz to R&B. So before we get into the interview, I want to do a quick round of introductions for listeners. Uh, What's your name and what do you do in the group? Hi, my name is Missy D, and I'm the MC of the group. And she also sings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm Sejal. I play the violin in the group, and I also sing. Good stuff. Um, how did Lady Jams come together? <laughs> Good question. Um, it was like a weird, serendipitous thing, I guess. Missy and I actually went, uh, we were in, the, in first year at UBC, we were both on the same floor, and we'd just been talking about jamming with each other for like, Three, three or four years. Three or four years. Like, I knew her at the, as the violin And I knew girl her on my as, floor. like, the girl who can rap, like, <laughs> spit bars. I was like, shoot, she's intimidating. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we had uh, two other members at the time as well. There was four of us when we started. Um, so Roya, uh, Roya and I met working together at the Vancouver Aquarium. And then um, Roya, it, that's, I think this is the serendipitous part, is that Roya went to a jam session on campus. Yeah, hosted by one of our good friends. And I had met, what was weird is that I had <laughs> met Roya through Facebook. Uh, so I had met another Roya and uh, re- befriended her on Facebook. And then I saw this other Roya in the bathroom. And then so we're on to three Royas now. Yeah, we're, we're at three Royas, three different Royas, but there's Roya B and Roya Y. And I didn't really look at the Facebook picture, so this girl smiles at me, and I added her on Facebook, but then I unfriended her because that was not the right Roya. <laughs> and then fast forward to like two days later where I see the Roya B in this open mic, and she sings and raps and like beatboxes, and then I'm impressed. And I'm like, we should be friends. And she's like, we are friends. And on I was like, Facebook, oh. yeah. So yeah. Roya and Maneo and Missy all met at this jam session, and Roya sent me a Snapchat video of it, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know Missy and Maneo? And she's like, no, I just met them. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Now that this circle is, like, closed, now that we all know each other, I'm like, we need to jam. And then we did, and it was amazing. So Yeah, and we jammed, and then I had a... At a show at Fortune Sound Club, like and ten days after we all jammed for the first time, we and I before. asked them, asked them if they wanted to join me. It was like a forty-minute set. <laughs> uh, they didn't know, know my set, and I was like, "Just come and jam with me." And that's what Lady Jams is about. I was like, "You don't know the set, but we're gonna jam it out." And people liked it, and then we became Lady Jams. Yep. So you two are the two, I guess, core members. Who else is in the circle when it comes to Lady Jams as a musical collective? So, yeah, I guess right now it's uh, Missy and I. Um, Maneo and Roya will always have a spot as lady, ladies in <laughs> Lady Gems. Um, but they are off right now doing good things for the world, and so we need to let them do that. So yeah. if they ever come back to Vancouver, it's like, yeah, okay, we'll have a show, yeah. and it'll be like a re- like reunion show of Lady Gems. Yeah. Um, but if you come watch us live, you'll see a bunch of amazing gentlemen mm-hmm. yeah. who play for us uh, by the name Dave Taylor, Vinay Lobo, Niangman, and they sort of are our band so they're part of the collective. They're the gents of the Lady Jams. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the bands and artists that have helped shape the Lady Jams sound? Ooh. That's, a, that's always a hard question. That's a big list. <laughs> but I love asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we are we come from a blend of cultures and, and also, like, different ears and different... Um, music backgrounds so for me there's a lot of french singers that people don't usually know that i i listened to growing up uh and then there's a french rap that i also listened to when i was growing up so mc sola who's like a, a really famous uh, rapper from france uh as well as like lauren hill and then you know i want to name drop missy elliott because you think oh, missy yeah. d and then you're like oh yeah missy elliott and i was like yeah for sure <laughs> mary j blige grew up listening to them like india re i think for i mean for me i like i grew up like playing classical music so um that was kind of like 
intro to playing this instrument, but what I was listening to is very different than what I was learning to play. So I also grew up, yeah, listening to similar things as Missy and like, yeah, TLC, Monica, Brandy, Mary Blige, all these like old school artists like Maxwell and like, like those soul R&B singers, they're just, yeah. Um, but then I think more recently, I've been influenced by artists that kind of blend these worlds of like classical technical training with like R&B and soul. So like I know I listen to, like nowadays I'm listening to like Esperanza Spalding and I'm listening to, I'm also listening to like James Blake and I'm listening to, mm. um, uh, oh, Songway Blues is this group right now that I'm listening to is a Malian uh, like guitar, yeah. rock guitar band. They're just, they're awesome. So lots of different influences I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And where did the idea come to blend violin with hip hop? It's certainly a unique combination. I'm sure it's been done before, <laughs> but I haven't heard it. It has been happening, yeah. There are definitely some really cool artists out there that have done this before me. Um, uh, I, I'm like blanking at all the artists I listen to right now, <laughs> but I, like, what the most immediate influence I'm going to say right now, and I think it's important for people to go and listen to, is um, uh, Infinitus and uh, John Adidam Littlejohn. John Littlejohn is my teacher right now. He's my mentor, and he does some really sick stuff. Like He's intense classical violin player but he also beatboxes at the same time and can sing and like layers up his violin and yeah so I'm learning a lot from him right now um, and his trio Infinitus um, beatboxing string trio so that's what I'm yeah. learning from and uh, how long have you been playing violin Sajel? I've been playing since I was five uh, but I didn't enjoy it until I was like well <laughs> in my teens um, and then when I was at university I was studying other things so music was kind of just on the back burner so after I finished university three years ago, I decided I was going to really like intensively, intentionally get back to the instrument and start studying again. So I've been studying with a couple of teachers. Yeah. Now, you know, I understand that uh, Lady Jam draws from a number of different influences, but would it be fair to say that you guys are kind of a, a hip hop group predominantly, or? Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. We we always have a hard time in our in our bio being like eclectic, soulful, funk, uh, jazz. Um, but we're we're yeah we're a hip hop band. Uh, influences from different like genres, and I think hip hop is that hip hop is a blend of of these sounds: disco, jazz, R and B. And if people do a little a little history, they'll find that out. And uh, what would you say sets Lady Jams apart from other hip hop artists in the Vancouver music scene? Well, you get to hear a violin with hip hop. That's already something. <laughs> oh, that's right? one. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Um, I think what sets. I think what's different is that we 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 put a message in our song. We put a messing message in our hip hop always, um, just for our friends, for the people around us, for what we believe in. Uh, that's something very important to us. Um, not saying that other artists don't do that in the city, because I think they do. Uh, but that's something that we put in the forefront of our music always. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, I, like I, we're definitely community-oriented. We're, we are trying to create music for, for the people, I guess, you know? And I, I think all of us in Lady Gems, I mean, even with Roya and Maneo, we are, like, we're all still in contact with each other. And like, we're, the things we talk about are just like, yeah, it's kind of seeing what's going on in the world. And music is our place to reflect on that, to meditate on that, to to kind of say what we have to say about what we see wrong in the world, I guess. And I think that there's a lot of artists in town that um, influence us as well, you know, and help us help us along. And, and like, sh like shout out to like JB, the first lady. Yeah. Shout out to Francis Arevalo, yeah. for sure. For Kim Mortal. Like, there's, there's a so lot of artists, like Indeedee Cascade, all yeah. these people that like have done some really significant things for the community and like continue to influence us, you know, and build. Yeah. And you know kind of building off what you said about uh lyrical themes being at the, the forefront of your songwriting what's the songwriting process uh like for you as a group i think it's evolving it's definitely because uh for the first time we're sort of like this duo uh, and there used to be four of us and if you have four different people in one room usually you get like a blend of ideas um in the past i used to write a few lyrics and i would come up to them because i was still sort of nervous about singing a lot of the times, so I would come up to them and be like, hey, I have this chorus, or I have this idea, uh, how would you sing this, how would you like, um, I know you could sing it, or I, I, I do the chorus in my sagel voice, or in my <laughs> royal voice, and then like sing it to them, but not like them, <laughs> and then they would go on and sort of write and add to it, 
and then I would write my my rap. Yeah, like stuff. we'll add, like we'll kind of listen to what Missy's talking about, and then draw from our own experiences or draw from our own perspective to write our own verses or choruses or something like that. And, um, yeah, I think recently it's been changing a little bit now that we have, like, we also like drawing on the influences of our musicians that we call to play with us because they're very talented. Like, we don't want them to feel like they're just playing for Lady Jams. Like, we like having influences of, of the folks that we get to collaborate with and play with. It's, it's a collaboration. So it's nice to draw on other, on other people's influences, too, when they're coming to play with us. Yeah. And uh, how'd you, kind of building off that, how'd you get connected with uh, members of your live band? Ooh. I think it's it's putting yourself out there. I, I did go to a lot of open mics um, back when I was at UBC. Uh, so I would get to know different artists, different genres, and then sort of come together. And uh, a lot of the times, I don't know, in the hip-hop scene in Vancouver, you sort of create your own space. Uh, so I would book my own venue and throw my own show and create it for myself and then invite all these different artists that I met through open mics and be like, hey, come perform. It's a bigger stage. And then the next time they would be like, hey, come perform for my show. And later on, you know, there, there were EP releases, release parties, and then we would go on and play for them, and they would play for us, and it would be like an exchange. And I, I think it keeps growing and on bigger stages now, so yeah. that's really nice. I just remembered some of the string artists that I'm like, I have to shout, I have to give a shout out. But Regina Carter is an incredible jazz violinist. I listen to her a lot. Um, Kevin O from Pentatonics, like, please go listen. Oh my gosh, just amazing. Um, yeah, John Adidam, Little John, please, you have to go listen to his stuff. And then um, um, there's one other one I was gonna say. Uh, Yourself, Sage Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I just think it's important to name our influences because that's that's where it's come from, you know. So like, it's all based on stuff that others have done before me that I've been listening to and has has shaped me and helped me grow. So. Oh, for sure. sure. Make sure um, I say it. <laughs> uh, since Lady Jams functions as a collective, does each member have their own side projects? I understand that uh, other two members are off saving the world yes. right now, but <laughs> Missy, you have your own career. As a as a rap artist, yeah. So yeah, some people know me as Missy D. Some people know me just as Lady Jams. Um, Missy D is like the I guess even more hip hop influence of of Lady Jams. Um, and I do a lot of different shows on my own. I, I have my own EP out, and uh, I'm sort of getting a momentum going in Vancouver of being like this hip hop artist that some people know about, and then uh, performing at like the jazz festival recently and. Uh, other platforms are coming up very soon. How uh, your performance at the Jazz Fest go? It was amazing. It was a. It was like she a, killed it. <laughs> just saying. And Sejal joined me. I, I wanted it to be a Lady Jazz show, and then Sejal was supposed to be out of town, but she ended up being here. Um, but it was like a lifelong dream. Like ten years ago, I, I remember going to the Montreal Jazz Festival and being like, with well, my sister being like, oh, you know, like, one day maybe I'll, I'll get to perform at a jazz festival. Fast forward to ten years later, and it's like. A little bit of hustling, a little bit of con con contacting people, being like, "Hey, I have this dream. Can uh, can someone make it happen for me?" And they said no. And then two months later, they said, "Hey, guess what? We have a spot for you." So that happened, and I was like, "Sons of Kemet, who we opened up for, was mind blowing. I think I've never seen like someone sing with a saxophone." Yeah. Is what I would how I, d I describe that experience. I, I've heard Kamasi Washington make a saxophone scream, but that's a very different. <laughs> yeah, experience. Kamasi is amazing yeah. too. I, I yeah. wish I went to see him. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. I think that sold out like very, very quickly. Yeah. He doesn't come here often enough, but I mean, I imagine he would be because he's probably the most popular jazz musician on the planet right now. Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I I hope one day I get to like ask him to like do something on, on, on one of our albums. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know, is that a big dream? or? <laughs> we did have one of our um, previous guests who was a Locals Lounge performer, Crystal Dos Santos, had the opportunity to uh, perform on stage with Stevie Wonder, so oh my anything's God. possible. Yeah. <laughs> wow, make us dream. I like it. I, I, it it oh does God. seem to, to happen sometimes, so mm -hmm. I believe that. Are you encountering... Three people with the same names within quick succession. Yeah, right. I think that's that's really a story of my life. Is that a lot of serendipity and like weird things. Like I don't I don't know how to explain it. It just happens, and then I'm either at the right spot at the right time, or um, just the stars align. Whatever you want to believe in, but I think uh, chase your dreams is always what I say. <laughs> Definitely. I got another big big question. 
if I can pronounce it properly. Hip-hop has grown to become arguably the most vital and important music genre of the decade. Uh, what's your take on hip-hop's overwhelming popularity in the past few years? Uh, and what's your perspective on some of the artists that have become, for better or worse, figureheads of this style of music? Mm, that was a nice phrasing to that question. I like that. <laughs> Do you wanna do you wanna say what you I think? I wanna let you first? go first. <laughs> you know, that was a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, uh, hip hop like hip hop is like it has a lot of history. So I think with anything, you need to know your history. Uh, so I think it's always evolving. It used to be probably one of the most hated genres. So, so for it to be now one of the most popular and listened genres is like already an achievement of, uh, on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but people usually don't recognize that. They think that it just happened in a click and like everybody loves hip hop. Uh, and I think it's evolving, which as I get older, although I'm still, I think, young, uh, I notice how I might not like trap as much and start hating on it. But I'm learning that that's what it is right now. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, people that are doing that genre need to also know their history and actually follow up with what's happening around them and seeing if. Is your music sort of helping people? Helping could be like that it's giving me energy, and that's good trap or music. It's, it's and good a, party music. Yeah, right? That, that's, that's helping people. Or is it putting down people and sort of um, not, not allowing them to grow or develop or uh, find ways to, to heal and not just like, I don't know, do not, not helping their development is where I, I find myself having fights with hip-hop sometimes and being like, hey, we need to do more, but... Not everybody wants to do that, and that's okay. Mm. I could talk for days about this <laughs> question, but yeah, I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, I think Missy has a good point there. I, um, like yeah, it's good to remember like where that kind of music also came out of. Like hip hop music came out of people needing to say something about like injustices that they saw around them and that they were experiencing. Um, so I do still think that like it's important for music to say something like. And I, I think that goes for any type of music, really. It's like, say something. Say anything about what's happening around you. Because um, we need to build, right? Like, we're just at this point in time in history where I think we just need to build with each other so much more than we need to tear each other down. So, like, I think it's just important to keep that in mind, you know? Just remember what the, what the form of music came out of. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, has Lady Jams had the opportunity to collaborate with other local hip-hop artists on recorded material? Has, Missy, have you had a chance to put down any guest verses on anyone else's uh, stuff? Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to, to to do more collaboration, but like sometimes schedules are are hectic and busy, and then you don't find time to like sort of uh, collaborate with Lady Jams. Uh, I think that's going to be something we're, we want to do. It's one of our big dreams for our next project is to collaborate with all these these inspirational folks that we know around uh, around the city. So. Uh, you know, we name dropped quite a few earlier uh, in the podcast, but there's, you know, there's Tanya, there's Crystal, yeah. there's Ian, uh, there's, you know, David Morin. Like, mm-hmm. there's uh, so many folks that we, we enjoy listening to, so that's going to happen very soon. For myself, I always collaborate with, like, Kimordo, JB, the First Lady, uh, and then uh, even with uh, sort of folks in across the world now so we're I'm, I'm i'm working on some few projects that might be coming soon and uh yeah just watch out open your ears and you might you might hear something from us so you dropped your first ep last year what was your experience like writing and recording this release Ooh, i think it was a long 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 dream that we, long lasting dream that we had uh because these songs we had uh sort of sang since we started, so back in 2014. So it took us three years to actually do four songs that we've always sang. Um, and we kept singing and we're like, okay, the people want to hear it. A lot of friends are always like, hey, they come to our shows and they, we did a lot of performances and they would come and be like, hey, where can I find this song online? And we're like, nowhere. Um, so that got us you know, energized and pumped to sort of create it. And we had these jams that were amazing and they were able to sort of put uh, the songs together for us and work with us to to produce that EP and when it was out it was like whoa it was like a breath of fresh air being like it actually happened these songs are online so if you come to our shows we're like hey go on Spotify or iTunes and Google Play yeah. and find it yeah yeah it was refreshing it was also a bit challenging I think at that point I know for myself like there were piece, parts of the music that I was like ah oh, I'm tired of 
playing this because we've been playing this for so so many years now. We've been playing the songs yeah, for three years at that point, and like I was like, I'm I'm not feeling I'm I'm feeling tired of this. I'm feeling non like uninspired <laughs> by mm. the things that I've written or the things I've played. So the recording was an opportunity, I think, for us to for at least for me to put down something in a new way that I felt good about, that I felt like I'd grown in a way. Like, I, the way I perform on, on a couple of those tracks is different than I did three years ago. And so we were able to lay that down and be like, this is where I was at in 2014 with Lady Gems. This is, this is, this is who I was, is where I was at. Um, it felt good. And it felt good to ha feel like I've grown in the, in the three years, you know? So, but now I've grown since that too. <laughs> so. yeah. And then we've got more new songs coming soon. Yeah. And we're writing them. And Cherry on Top was like the, the new song we wrote at that time. So uh, the first three songs of the EP are like these classics, I want to call them. Mm -hmm. And then the last song is like this new song that we're like, okay, we need something new. We need to feel energized by like showing where we're at musically or lyrically or um, anything of that sort. And then mm -hmm. Cherry on Top happened. So of the first three songs on the EP, which one changed the most since its, I guess, its inception and playing it live to how it's presented on the on the release? Ooh. All of it. All of it. I yeah, would say all of it. Not oh, wow. sorry, not all of it. As in like all the songs. We mean all, all of songs. it. The as in the song that's called all of it. Oh. The song is called. All <laughs> There's a track called all. Who's of it. Who's on first? <laughs> all of it. Um, yeah, because uh, it was inspired by like this Jay Z instrumental that I first heard. And it turned into like this, like, I think when I hear it, there's like more violin parts than the original instrumental. Uh, and then it, it became like a Lady Jams instrumental. Like when I hear all of it, it sounds like Lady Jams because you hear uh, Sage on the violin with the intro. You hear um, Roya with the vocals. You hear uh, my lyrics. You hear the sort of the drum breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, so it highlights everybody's like strengths. Uh, so I feel that's why like it grew. Yeah the, yeah, the most out of that EP. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, you were able to record the EP with all four members. No, the, <laughs> the EP was uh, three of us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Roya was here uh, last year at that time when we were recording that. Uh, Maneo had at that point gone back to South Africa. Um, she's doing incredible things there. You need to go check out Maneo Mahale. Please just yes, go do read it. her poetry, read yes. all her articles. Yes. She is just killing it. Oh my goodness. Shout out yeah. to Maneo. Um, but yeah, so on the EP though, it was uh, Missy, Roya, and myself. So it's just the three of us on that one. Yeah, and with the Jansen. It's always hard to put, you know, six people in one room, but yeah. <laughs> we sort of made it happen here and there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, what was the process like, you know, writing a whole new song in the studio, that being uh, Cherry on Top, which we played earlier on the program for listeners? Uh, this time, I think it came from Roya. Roya had a guitar riff that she, she played for us yeah. and sort of built it on and introduced it to our guitarist, uh, yeah. Santiago. And then I had the riff that comes in right after that intro on my yeah. violin, and I made the guitarist play that. <laughs> we were just kind of throwing a bunch of these riffs at our guitarist, like, play this, and then play that, and then we're going to yeah. sing on top of it. And that was probably, that's what, yeah, that was probably like the first time that we kind of built a song in a different kind of way, where like the two, like Roya and I were bringing bits of music that we wanted the, the, the instrumentalist to, to grow into like a full song. Um, and then we jammed. <laughs> jam, we literally just jammed we that out literally for a little while. We jammed, jammed and it was like, da, da, ba, ba, da, ba. and yeah. like the, the melodies would come and then later on the words would come and then yeah. I don't even know how cherry on top, the words uh, came out. I don't know who said it. Uh, it happened and then we started writing from it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, Talarico, I hope I pronounced that right, handled the production of the EP, and I understand that he worked previously with Missy D on yes. a pair of songs in 2016. Uh, what was your experience like working with him on this project? Uh, David Talarico is one of my favorite people out yeah, there. David's a gem. Uh, he's a gem. He cares about the artist. Uh, he helps you. He teaches you a lot about even music and music production. Yeah. Um, so he's like, very patient. Like, oh, yeah. There was a day in studio where I was so upset with myself because just everything I was laying down for the strings just sounded like garbage and so I was like near tears in the studio and David's like he could sense it so he called Missy and was like Missy Sejal's not doing too good like maybe you should send her a message <laughs> so I get out of the studio I come stomping out ready to hear what I'd laid down and I knew I wasn't gonna like it and then I check my phone and I just see this message from Missy being like hey Sejal you're great you're good I like I'm so excited to hear what you put down and I was like 
okay. And then I, I pieced it together and I was like, he cares. He really cares about like the emotional experience that you're going through when you're, when you're laying down this piece of yourself, you know, on the track. So and I think I the production that. also sounds amazing. Yeah. And like I, I really trust him. Whenever I go with ideas to him, like even from my own Miss ED stuff, uh, like he's always open to hearing it and like sometimes adds like amazing things to it. Like uh, one of my songs, XX, is it's his production, it's his beat. He's also a hustler. I think he introduced me to that beat maybe three years ago and I didn't write to it for three years. And I was like, no, but keep it for me and one day we'll write to it. And then it happened and then it came on my album and then we keep working with him with Lady Jams and mm-hmm. my stuff as well. So a man of integrity sitting on a beat the, for so long. Yeah, right? <laughs> the beat cave is where it's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was he able to provide like a, like a third-party perspective on you know, the way uh, some of your older material was constructed? And was he able to provide some uh, perspective on maybe tweaking some of those songs? Mm. I don't, I don't know if it was much in the structure of the songs. I think that got tweaked as we started playing them more with the, with the, with the musicians, with the gents. Um, and I think that's kind of when it settled into comfortable grooves for each of the songs. But I, I do think that David provided good insights on some of the... Like when, when you're performing live, there's limits to how, much, how many layers of harmonies you can throw on and stuff. But in the studio, you have a bit more freedom to add a little more, you know, to, to kind of fluff it up a little more and it's fun it's fun to do that but i i found that that was where he had good insights um to be like hey you could you know you could throw on an extra harmony over here and that might give it a different sound so i like that like i like that how the how the ep it sounds genuine to who we are without without it being too much like too much extra of what of who we are you know so i still feel it's like a realistic representation of of our art yeah. You say it's not the recorded tracks aren't too far of a departure from what you'd play live. Yeah, I think they're. Pre- it, it depends, I guess. They're pretty similar, but I always say with like live performances, like it's not even to promote shows or coming to our shows, but it's just live performances have a different type of energy, and since we love to jam, we sometimes tweak it, we revamp it, so you hear that like too many feelings sounds a bit different than the mm-hmm. the the hard hitting uh, beat that's on the album or things like that are more original um when we're performing it live and then what you get on the ep is like the essence of lady jams yeah yeah Yeah. i think that yeah i think as we grow in these songs and like also grow as musicians i think we're also we'll also come back to them and be like okay let's start performing this differently now because i know that we do that now as with songs that we've been playing for the past four years and we'll perform them differently at shows and maybe differently between shows so you might not hear the same thing twice (laughs) but i like that because it keeps us fresh it keeps us on our toes um I feel like it keeps it exciting for us so that when somebody comes to see us perform, maybe we, maybe what they hear live won't be exactly what they heard on the recording, but they'll hear us authentically as Lady Gems. Like, we are there to perform for you, to, to have a, this moment of music with you, and it'll be absolutely authentic. It's not going to be us trying to copy our EP, but it'll be something that it's real. So, yeah. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have you started any work on your next release? Mm, um... Sort of. That's a, it's a bit of a slow progress right now for yeah. that one. Um, there's been, like, yeah, other things in our lives that have kind of been a bit preoccupying. And, of course, Missy's also hustling yeah. with her solo stuff. I'm very <laughs> proud of her for that. So. <laughs> yeah, Lady Jams is, like, my like my mom of, of, of my own career or something. So they, they pump me up, or Sajal really pumps me <laughs> up into everything we're doing. But we're trying to balance our, our 9 to 5, 5 to 9 life. I say that in my lyrics most of the time, but it's also Lady Jam's thing where you have, I have my own job, my, my nine to five, but Sajal yeah. has her nine to five as well. Uh, so finding time to sit down and write new songs, write new material is always um, a little hard and scheduling a band is always complicated. Yeah. So you put all these pieces together and then me having some other shows and some other engagements as well. Mm-hmm. It, it slows everything down, but we, we're keeping the momentum, I think, yeah. soon enough, hopefully uh, by next year. I'm hoping by next year. By we'll next year, we'll have something out. EP done, but yeah. yeah. And uh, would you say that the next EP will be similar or a bit of a departure from your previous release? Maybe a bit of mix, because mm-hmm. we might have some of our old songs that we finally decided to record on it, but we're also going to have new things on it, so... And maybe some of our old songs, they'll be the old songs, but maybe in a little bit more of a fresh way, a fresh approach to them. Um, 
Yeah, because I don't know, we've changed as musicians. Missy now sings. When we first started, Missy didn't sing. Yeah. And when I first started, like, I didn't sing and play the violin at the same time, which I'm now trying really hard to learn how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just things that, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a bit different. I think, yeah, we're, we're learning our crafts and, yeah. like, even experimenting and trying new things. Like, right now, I'm trying to learn the ukulele. And, like, who knows? That might be a thing that I bring to a Lady Jam show. And it's like, wait, I've never seen Missy with a ukulele. Like, what, what's happening? Um, so that could be that could be a thing. And we're, we're trying to become better artists. I think that's what we're striving for. Even yeah. in my soul stuff, that's really what I'm striving for. Is, like, when my soul stuff is to bring on Missy D's momentum with Lady Jams. So wherever I go as Missy D, like, Lady Jams follows. Um, so that's really one of my hidden agendas that I just said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Missy. Cats out of the bag. Now everyone oh, no. knows our secret. <laughs> uh, and do you think you'd work with uh, David Tallarico again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw him a few weeks ago. I'm, I work with, like, I work on other projects that are, like, musical plays uh, uh, for this playwright uh, named William James. Uh, so I always hang out with James, uh, with, with James, <laughs> with William, uh, and as well with uh, David, working on some projects. And I think I might be uh, dropping like a single very soon. Um, so, and that will probably be with David. But I like to experiment. Maybe I'll find other producers as well and collaborate with more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like working with David. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you've played a number of shows at the Calabash Bistro. Uh, what can you tell listeners about the venue? I just wanted to ask that because it kind of s- stuck is... out at me on the <laughs> Facebook event page. My favorite place. That's Uncle Roger's place. Yes, we Uncle Roger. <laughs> uh, we go for brunch there always. Great brunch. Go there. We go for shows. Uh, we, we go, go for, for drinks. We go to break it down on the dance floor. Yeah. Oh, uh, Calabash is just like a love story. Like it's just like, um, it's just this place where we. I remember when we were starting, and you were asking me about like how do you get all these shows and all. Um, going up to him, uh, Roger is like the one of the managers at Calabash, and I was like, I was like, hey, like I want to do a show. I'm an artist. How do you do this in Vancouver? And he's like, well, I'm all about supporting art and music, and like you just have to tell me a date. We'll find it in the calendar. Get the venue, and make things happen for you we have a tech uh, like a sound technician he's there um and i was like wait that's that sounds so easy when i say it i'm like wait that sounds easy and calabash was kind of providing us the opportunity to showcase our art and later on even like uh, roya showed some of her art to uh, and sold some of her shirts with roger and like mm-hmm. all these amazing things we had a photo shoot there um just calabash is just a welcoming welcoming space it's been like the family room yeah. sometimes you know like that's where we go and hang out and chill out with each other but then also where we jam together and play together so. yeah yeah and uh what does your live show entail uh does your lineup and stage setup change from show to show yes yes it does <laughs> <laughs> because trying to coordinate three other musicians is difficult sometimes and our, our three other musicians are very skilled very talented um and so they do play with other artists as well so they're not just playing with us. Who's your live band again? Just uh, so yeah, me, Engman, reference. Dave Taylor, um, and Vinay Lobo. Yeah. yeah. Does Dave Taylor tr- play drums for you guys? He plays bass. bass. Uh, oh, and okay. me plays drums, and Vinay play, plays guitar. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that I'm should... thinking of another Dave Taylor mm. who oh. plays drums for Color Tongues, but I'm, mm. there's probably more than one Dave Taylor. Yeah, maybe. Out there. <laughs> probably. I assume. <laughs> um, yeah, so sometimes we're doing a show where it's just Missy and I. Might be tracks, might be... A mix of me playing my violin with a loop, like a loop station. Um, so I'm building up a track, and then Missy might be throwing some beatbox on it and throwing a verse on it, and I'd be throwing some vocals on it. Um, so sometimes we've done that. We've done tracks. We've done a full band. Sometimes we've done we've done a show where it's like there was no drummers, so then it was just like bass, <laughs> guitar, and then the two of us, and it was like really yeah, like acoustic funk soul. It was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun doing that. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing with that is that when you know sometimes if all of our musicians can't make it it forces us to revamp our show in a way that sounds good with who we have there you know so we can't expect to play the same show um if we're missing a drummer or if we don't have our full band there so we do our best to be able to be adaptable i guess yeah and that's actually it's a good skill to have to be able to refresh a tune just like that you know to make it sound good with whoever we have there yeah definitely um i guess for you guys what is 
I mean, again, as you mentioned, flexibility is kind of a, a virtue for the group, but what would you say is your ideal live setup in terms of being able to capture everything and communicate everything with the audience? Oh, I love I love the full band. Yeah. I, I love the live band. I love when Nee, the drummer's there, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've got Vinay, who's, like, an amazing guitarist. I've got Dave Taylor, who's, like, the, the OG lady jams. Yeah. He knows our tunes. Like, I used to sit with him and jam with him like just playing on the guitar our tunes um so he really knows our our material and and like you know they entertain themselves and change it up sometimes and surprise us we're like well oh that sounds different uh but it challenges us and like allows the audience to hear a different version of a song and then you get the energy and we uh we now have some dance routines and like you know we we jam it out Mm -hmm. um with the with the audience i love call and response i feel like that's that's the life setting i like to see when there's like a a good positive audience willing to to share that moment with us yeah. the band is uh like high on energy and like we're just performing for the people but they're performing for us and we're sharing that moment and it's like wow yeah. okay that's why i do music yeah yeah collaborating with the gents is great and like i want to say collaborating because like they don't they don't just come and play a cover of, you know like play what we ask them to play like they add themselves to the music which is so great it's so great we're blessed we're blessed to have them for sure yeah so. we love them i love collaborating okay. with them. And they're great friends as well. Yeah. yeah, like you end up collaborating just thinking it's music, and then it's like it becomes your family. Like these are, these are folks I want to see in my life for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so I, I like that. That that's what it allows us to also create that that sense of family. Like Lay Jams is a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would you say has been your most memorable show to date? The Chan Center. It's still oh yeah that sticks out of my head so much. We we had this opportunity to play at the Chan Center a, two years ago. That's at UBC, right? The yeah, big that's theater. The, that's yeah. the big theater at UBC. It was for the student leadership conference. Yeah, and it was like the acoustics in there are just beautiful. And it, Roya was here with us, so it was the three of us. We played some tracks. We also played like some acoustic um, things where it was just like the three of us singing harmonies and me playing the violin and like it just like the acoustics in that venue are just uh, incredible so to be able to do that for the three of us to just hear our voices and hear our music and you know hear a piece of our souls out just in the air hanging (laughs) in that chant center was just that was amazing i'm like we're gonna be back one day yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be back it's gonna be for our own show we'll be back one day that that was such a highlight for me for sure oh i'm like trying to think of so many shows um I still go back to our first show. Oh, yeah. Like, I still go back to our first show, which was, like, Fortune Sound Club. They better, like, like I asked these three sort of random girls or friends I knew to, like, sing songs they never heard before for 40 minutes. And they did it. And, and for her to just trust us to, and like, the, yeah. add things on And, like, I was just, I'm still amazed by that day because everybody was so shy. Like, Roya was her first time performing live. And then I... Like I flash back to that moment, but then I like go to the like the the present day us, and I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of growth, because like some of us were just like sitting there and like not doing a not, not moving a lot, and then you know you like fast forward to Roya like <laughs> grabbing the mic and being like, hey, everybody put their hands up, like it's like who's that person? Yeah. Um, so that first that first performance for me will will be uh, in my mind for the for the rest of my life, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, and Fortune Sound Club is one of my favorite venues as well to perform at. Yeah, I have to say, for, uh, I don't know who the engineer's name is, but they I've been thoroughly impressed by the sound Fortune Sound Club. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, oh no, it's a great sound. I did my EP release party there. Um, I just I just love that venue. And then, of course, because of that memory, I love it even more because it was like the beginning of Lady Jams. And uh, what can listeners expect from a Lady Jams show? All mm. sorts of things. I mean, you'll hear us with the full band. You'll hear us kind of break out into solos of our own. I'll go up and do, like, solo material. I'll go up and do, like, a jazz cover or something with the violin. And just me and Looper. You'll hear Missy do, um, like, rap and soul with, yeah. uh, with the some, gents. Some rap like, and soul. Some Missy D, some Missy D, D material. material. Yeah. Uh, you, get a, you get to do a little call and response. You get to sing. You get to train yourself to sing a little bit more with, with us. Yeah. Um, you get to, to cry, to laugh, to jump up and down. Um, it's just a lot of feelings, sort of like too many feelings. I think that's uh, something, that, some, something that goes on with our, with our show. It's, it's a lot of feelings. It's a lot of real feelings. And uh, we celebrate that and we encourage that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, also, we like we like having shows where there's like lots of different generations there. We like having kids at our shows. We like my grand my granddad was at our EP release show. Like, yeah. We like having our aunts and uncles and our nieces and nephews there. Like it's and our friends. You know, like that's that's for us. That's that's who we're performing for. You know, Just to have our whole, like our families there. So. Oh, for sure. And yeah. also, I mean, it's kind of a wise career move because it allows you to play more venues as well. Yeah. More opportunities. So. Yeah. That's true. I got another broad question because I love broad questions. <laughs> um, what do you think makes the Vancouver hip hop scene so unique? And what do you think can be done to give hip hop artists in the city greater exposure? Ooh. I think a lot of people love asking that question because, you know, it's building. It's, it's that unknown answer mm-hmm. um, that nobody knows how to answer. Um, Vancouver hip hop scene is ex- experimental. I feel like everybody is sort of discovering their own sound. Like, you know, you, you probably have heard of Solo Key, uh, um, who's like a dope um, hip hop duo. Um, but then you have, yeah, you have Lady Jams, which is like a, a different spectrum as well of hip hop. Um, so I think there's space for everybody. So that's what I like about Vancouver is that there's space for everybody. There's nobody telling you that this is the only sound of hip hop in Vancouver. Everybody is sort of doing their own um, or singing their own or rapping their own truth. And that's what I, I think we promote in Vancouver. It's not there's only this kind and this is the only right kind. It's like, do you um, discover yourself, experiment, collaborate, and then create um, something better mm-hmm. or something something people want to hear that's what I, that's how I would describe hip hop the hip hop scene in Vancouver it sounds very vague but that's actually it <laughs> yeah um, I mean okay I mean frankly like I'm as a solo artist I guess I'm not and I'm not really like a hip hop artist I play with a hip hop band but I'm I would say that I'm probably not a hip hop artist but having spent some time in it and you know seeing Missy move through it and uh, Lady Jam's kind of going through it a little bit um, like, I think what I'd like to see is, like, in terms of access, I guess maybe access to to places that we can play shows where, um, I, like, I would like to see more all-ages places, I guess. Yes. I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I like doing shows where kids can be there, where moms and their kids can be there, so it doesn't, you know, so that means maybe it needs to be a little bit earlier in the day. Um, I like having lots of generations being able to see a show and I don't find that there's it's it's easy for us to find a venue that can be accessible to everybody um in, across age gaps across a, like um if folks who have disabilities like also having a, a space that all different people feel welcomed in mm-hmm. like that's we used to have a, a like the Heartwood Cafe um we we played there a couple times as Lady Jams and I appreciated that I appreciated that, that the like the space that created in the city um for community and um I just think that music needs to be more of a community thing versus like a at the bar to sell drinks. You know, you're having a show at a, at a bar, and yeah. the bar's intention is to make money off drinks, and and that's that's. I think that we, you know, I, I'd like music to move a little bit away from that, but yeah. um, so that we, yeah. So I, I guess I, I'd like more spaces that are more accessible and more Fest- festivals, more yeah. hip hop festivals, more festivals, yeah. Um, oh, and on top of that, I would say, like, I, I, I just want to put a call out to be, like, to festival organizers to, to really reach out to local artists because sometimes folks don't have the connections or the, the people to know who to reach out to or it can seem like a very closed circle before you can get into the festival circuit. Like, this is, a, this is Missy's first year and, like, Lady Jam's first year kind of entering the festival circuit, kind of. Like, Jazz Fest is a huge opportunity, um, but it, it seemed very inaccessible before this year for us mm. so um yeah that would be really cool is, is is if more people reached out to local artists yeah. to help and foster not, more of that. and not being afraid of hip-hop i think some mm-hmm. sometimes some some venues or some organizers might be like oh like we want a live band we want this type of music like being open-minded and being like you you want a diverse sound and mm-hmm. like you said earlier like hip-hop is becoming sort of the the most popular sound around the world so why not create that and allow more people to access that yeah, yeah and uh you two as a group have the benefit of having an actual live band. I mean, where you need to or where yeah. you have to, you yeah. use, you know, backing tracks and what have you. But you're not the sort of artist where it's rap artist with hype man and DJ. Yeah. It's not that sort of setup. No, it's, it's not that sort of setup. So I think, like, being open-minded is that, is that it's, it's 
we we might not sound like what you think and like some some venues expect a, a certain sound or a certain type if they you know if they haven't listened to your stuff or to your material before um i guess so they, I, they might be expecting trap because that's like the most popular yeah. variation right now it, exactly some venues really expect that and you know i come to the show and i'm like oh i'm like actually not doing trap and maybe the audience my drummer can't play that <laughs> yeah, it's a little surprising but i think allowing room for that uh, i think mm. that that's very important that's something we fight for is like let us create that space let, let us let us be in that space like not the only like hip-hop group not the only people of color yeah. uh, in the room it's like actually invite more more diversity around your spaces because mm -hmm. it's needed and it adds to the i think the quality of sound that you hear not just yeah. you need to hear trap i think so too but you need to also hear what we bring yeah we need like we need we need more spaces that uh, like racially diverse and gender diverse folks get to display their art because i have to tell you the art here is incredible that are coming from those communities it is incredible we just need to make more space for it and i think you're you're on to something with uh having more festivals um yeah. i think it'd be it would uh be to a great benefit for the city to have more like even if it's single day just more local artist festivals just put on somewhere yeah I mean, and heck. celebrating and like interact when interacting even except if you go to an open mic or like you know you know of a friend that knows this other friend mm -hmm. you don't even connect with each other so i think even for the artists it's actually very important to to um to get that that festival because it's like oh i never heard of this person like i, I went to south by southwest and i i ended up meeting imur which are, they're a dope band from here but oh, I, they're awesome, yeah. they're, I never met them or uh little destroyer like all these folks that i'm like these are amazing bands, but I only started, I met them in, in Texas. I did not meet them in Vancouver. Like how weird, huh? how weird is that? Yeah. <laughs> We're like local artists, but we did not meet in Vancouver. Like it was, it was a funny, but amazing, um, meeting. I want to say, so I want more, more of those connections happening for sure. And, uh, here's an opportunity to kind of fill up the hypothetical bill for a local, hip-hop festival who are some of your favorite local hip-hop artists and groups oh, i know is, you've mentioned a few but might as well that is so that difficult is so um there's lots of cool people doing cool stuff okay we'd mentioned jb the first lady jb yeah. the first lady francis arevalo francis Kimortal. Kimortal. uh <laughs> newer to the scene a little bit newer but like incredible musician Megang. yes oh man Mei they're awesome yeah uh, uh, I want to say so low key. Yeah. Uh, I have mad, mad love for them. Um, uh, there's so many names I want to name drop now. I'm like, okay, who do I now want to miss? Or <laughs> like, I want to, I'm going to miss a lot of people. Yeah. Um, are the ex presidents? Ex presidents. Uh, ex presidents are great. Yes. Purple Heart Social Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the like, that's Fuso Prado. Uh, oh yeah prado is awesome like we want prado on we, our show like really badly yeah prado is amazing like there's so many folks that I, I i meet at random shows and like you know you're like hey we need to jam we need uh we need to work together like there's lokita there's shaylin d there's mama rude girl um like it, it and even like hip-hop like when i do a hip-hop i did a hip-hop and colors show recently and i added like the samples of hip-hop so i added like chelsea johnson who like is oh, like yeah. is a rock soul jazz artist from uh, old soul rebel but that's kind of hip-hop that's a, that's a sample of hip-hop so i like my shows to like have all those genres in there yeah. i don't want to limit it to just like what you expect from a hip-hop show it's like hey actually hear like desiree Dawson on ukulele like because yeah. that's also like this that stems that stems our sound you know mm. yeah it's yeah. good bill yeah mm. So what are some some of your long-term goals as a group? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you, like, the joking but also serious one. <laughs> so Missy and I always talk about how when we're 80 years old, mm. we're going to have a cafe together. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to we'll have, like, an open mic. Like, we'll have food for people, like, all of our home foods that we're going to cook. <laughs> and so people will come to us to have an open mic, they will perform, they will eat dinner with their families, they'll eat snacks, and then Missy and I will get up 
and jam out at 80 years old um, with our false teeth and everything in. Uh. And I have Missy D's the rapping granny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be like, but like a good rapping granny. Uh, hopefully, I'll be like that annoying yeah. granny that you're like, oh, back in 2018, I used to like do hip hop. Everybody listen to me. One, two, three. Like, I think that's going to be. I can still spit. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Like, I got I, man bars. So. I mean, jokes aside, like, I, what I'm trying to say is that, like, I don't see music being a thing that I stop. The music is very mm. much a part of my life. It's my way of life. Mm-hmm. It's the way I see things, the way I process things. Um, and I think we both feel that same same way about yeah. that. In terms of like, where do I want this music to go? Um, I I mean, I love the idea of being able to, I, I, I want to grow as a musician to, to the point where my skills are like, are high enough that I could collaborate with anybody. Like, I would want to be able to collaborate with musicians from around the world, like, in different styles, like, different different genres, different folk music, different, like, pop music from around the world. Like, I'd want to be able to do that. Um, so that's my goal, is, like, I want to, you know, I want to level up my skills until I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of my other goals is, like, to have music sustain music mm-hmm. in my life, yeah. uh, which at the moment sometimes it's not. It's uh, it's my savings sustaining my music, yeah. or you know me doing a couple of shows to sustain that. But um, if it could balance out, and that I'm able to invest in my music with my music, um, that that's some that's a that's where I want to be. I don't want to be. Uh, people always ask me like, hey, do you want to be famous or anything? It's like oh, I'm pretty shy. I like my privacy, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to be at that level. Um, but I just want to be able to share my music with uh, the world and interact and collaborate with those folks that are out there. Like, imagine if I'm already excited about the people in Vancouver, like, who else is out there? Um, That's something I I hope we get from hip-hop, myself, and for Lady Jams as well. Yeah, yeah. For us to actually be able to pay our bills (laughs) one day for music would be great. Well, well, that's just it. Being the, The goal and aspiration of being a career musician is, I mean, really more realistic than being famous. Yeah. And oh, also, yeah. like, yeah. you've kind of made it if you are able to become a career musician. Right. Yeah. Um, how can people check out your music and keep up to date on everything Lady Jams is up to? Ooh. Facebook. Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. At Lady Jams. And how do you spell Lady Jams? Because I realize I haven't mentioned the spelling. L-A-Y-D-Y. Jams. L-A-Y-D-Y. That's what you need Jams. to sing to yourself. L-A-Y-D-Y. Jams. J-A-M-S. And same thing for your Twitter and Instagram handles? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Lady Jams. If you want to be our friend, you can add us on Facebook. SoundCloud. Sage O'Lal on Facebook. No, not Sejal Lala on Facebook. Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Sejal Music on Facebook. I guess we're not friends. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Missy D on on Facebook as well. You can connect to us separately, together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We come come as a family, so you get all of us. (laughs) Thank you, Sejal. Thank you, Missy D. This has been a lot of fun. And, yeah, Travis, let's uh, wrap this up. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, James Olson. And Travis Noel. Civic Sound Radio is produced by Jane Fraze. Uh, how can people keep up with all that we're doing, Travis? Well, you can follow us on Facebook at Pacific Sound Radio, as well as our Instagram, also at Pacific Sound Radio. We have Twitter, Pacific S Radio, YouTube, Pacific Sound Media, and our website, PacificSoundRadio.com. If you know a local band or artist that you think should appear as guests on our show, let us know. Fill out the form on our website or send us an email to talkpsr at gmail.com. 